Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. We are slaying the giants this morning on the Mother's Day Eve edition of the Christian Car Guy Show. Yes, we are going to slay some giants. How about the giant of taking your vehicle in for service? That's the giant we're going to slay a little bit today. What should you say? What shouldn't you say? There are some do's and don'ts. We're going to talk about that. But just a week or so ago, um, we... uh, talked about a friend of mine that I do special needs ministry and uh, he lost his life or he he went to be with the Lord. And so I I wrote a bit of a story about that. We're going to get to that in a minute. And it has a lot to do with Joshua, the giant killer. And we're going to be telling you that story. But there's another giant that's out there that a lot of us face with our cars. and, and, And there's a song. That, that came along years ago. It, I call this the giant of the Cadillac Lexus BMW Mercedes snobbery, that these cars pull up beside you and you, you kind of sense that they're looking down on your, on your old Rambler, as the case may be. And so this song kind of just says it all when it comes to that. Now we're doing 110, this certainly was a race. For a Rambler to pass a caddy would be a big disgrace. The guy must have wanted to pass me out and kept on tooting his horn. I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn. Beep, 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 beep. His arm went beep, beep, beep. Now we're doing 120 as fast as I could go. The rapper pulled alongside of me as if we're going slow. The fella rolled down his window and yelled for me to hear, Hey, buddy, how can I get this car out of second gear? So <laughs> maybe you've had that happen in your life. And along those lines, and thinking of mothers, and this Mother's Day Eve, I want to tell this story about Joshua, the giant killer. I would imagine that Joshua only stood about 45 inches tall. I never saw him out of his wheelchair, so I don't know actually how tall he was, but he wasn't very large. And he probably saw me as a giant, and those that know me well know I'm six foot five inches tall. But like David in the Bible, Joshua saw things differently when it came to giants. Joshua never spoke a distinguishing word that I ever heard, and although he was supposedly my student, it was I that got to be the pupil. And Joshua slew the giant of, in, in this case, my high-mindedness. His specialty was his teaching on Romans twelve three, which you may recall is, for I say through the grace of given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to each of us a measure of faith. Well, I'd been a teacher in the special needs or pure ministries class at Calvary Baptist Church in Winston-Salem for a number of years when Joshua first came to our class. It was a few years ago, and he was the youngest one there. He was probably only about 15 or 16 when he first joined us. And he was confined to his wheelchair and even struggled that it would appear to hold up his head. He had one of those devices that sometimes would support his head. And now I'm told that when Joshua was born, he only had 18 hours to live is what they told his parents, but God gave him 18 years. And to add to Joshua's struggles, he had cancer when he was only two. And when we knew 
of Joshua, what, most of what we did learn of Joshua came from his very loving family because, again, he couldn't speak. And they would always share what was going on in Joshua's life and prayer requests and things that were like that. And then they would go off. They would leave Joshua there, and they would go off to worship. Well, for many, I feel that that's how a lot of outsiders see the ministry of special, of special needs or of pure ministry. Essentially, they think of us as babysitters for the special needs folks so that the families can go worship. Well, I want to challenge that concept a little bit today and say, you know, come sometime to a pure ministries or a special ministries class in your area, wherever that may be, and take part in it. And you're going to see some pure worship. It's glorious. These people are image bearers of Christ, and they have an amazing faith and amazing vulnerability. And they have a relationship with Jesus that only they can have. And they blossom in their faith, and that's, it's something to see. You can actually feel God's pleasure, I believe me, when you see him worship. And some of these folks have a Bible knowledge and understanding that would astound you. And again, I would highly recommend that you go visit a pure ministries or special ministries class in your area. But over the last few years, we've been teaching the Walk Through the Bible series, and that's a hand signs going through the Old and New Testaments. And when we lead the class of about 40 students, some older than me, actually, each week learning a new sign or a story or passage that's in the Bible. And, of course, watching these folks engage with all this is just, it's a mind-blowing experience. Well, the first year Joshua joined us, I really felt that he wasn't, he wasn't getting it. He seemed to just stare off, and he didn't have the normal use of his arms and legs, and so I really didn't know how to engage him. And the other teachers would kind of rub his back and seem to comfort him, but I really thought he was miserable, and the main reason... I thought that he was miserable from my point of view as he was constantly moaning and he almost seemed like he was in pain. And if that wasn't bad enough on my part, <laughs> after a number of classes, I started to become no- annoyed at Joshua's moaning. And I, I felt it was disruptive and it was hard to teach over the constant noise. It was a hard lesson I would soon learn. And the way I've learned it is Every Christmas, our class has this amazing Christmas party, and the highlight of that is for the students to come and demonstrate what they learn that year with their walk through the Bible hand signs. And that first Christmas party after Joshua joined our class, his mother seemed to seek me out, and she came up to me and she said, Robbie, you have no idea what this class means to Joshua. He's so excited for Sunday to come and to join you all. Well, that made me feel about an inch high, no giant by any means, and I wasn't Really sure, I believed her. I, I didn't say it, but I was thinking, you got to be kidding me. Joshua seems, of all our students, the most miserable. Then came the big presentation, and right off, right on cue, as soon as we started the signs through Walk Through the Bible, Joshua started to moan. And almost immediately, Joshua's mom interrupted loudly, and she said, Joshua, it's not your turn. And no sooner had she said it, and Joshua stopped moaning. He stopped moaning. How could I be so wrong? I was dumbfounded. Literally, Joshua wasn't moaning. He was talking. He wanted to communicate with us, and he was engaging, and I had missed it. A giant repentance was in order here that my, (laughs) you know, I was just, I was just blown away that night. We went on and did the other signs, but I could hardly wait for our next Sunday morning class. I'll tell you why. I have discovered that true repentance is not a painful, difficult, or condemning thing. It's like you're the prodigal son on your way home to see dad, and you get to eat the big feast. It's really something to look forward to, and so I could hardly wait, really, I could hardly wait for the next class to engage Joshua. 
And the next Sunday, as we began to do the signs, Joshua began to sound off. No longer annoying. It was what I'd hoped for, actually, that day. And I responded, okay, Joshua, it's your turn. Tell us your thoughts. And so he did for a number of minutes. Joshua had the floor. And never again was that sound annoying to me. It was a joyful noise. And I knew Joshua had his own way of talking about Jesus. He had an understanding I really could never fathom. And like David with Goliath, with Goliath, the smaller was truly the larger. And after a while, I went on to teach the sign that day, and Joshua kept his peace after he'd had his turn. <laughs> you know, my view of heaven changes weekly by engaging with these students who are often my teachers. Romans 12.3 is just the introductory course in slaying our high-mindedness <laughs> before we see the purity of pure ministries. Well, two weeks ago, Joshua graduated to heaven. And honestly, I can hardly wait to see and hear all he longed to tell us about his giant killing. <laughs> he did it with the measure of faith that God had given him. Now I know this Mother's Day that Joshua's mom is hurting. And I want to call on all of us to pray for Joyce Carson, her name. But also, you may know a mom who recently lost a son, or perhaps you know someone who lost their mom. So let's just Pause a minute, really, really, while we're here and pray for some moms out there right now. Lord, you know Joyce's pain and you know what's going on there and you know other mothers right now that are hurting as the loss of a son. I know of several myself and Lord, I pray that you would come alongside them as they prepare for Mother's Day and what they see may be a hard time, Lord. I pray that you would give them something precious. And for those children out there who may be um, having their first Mother's Day without their mother, I can't imagine the pain of that. Fortunately, I still have my mother, Lord. I'm very thankful for that. But Lord, I pray that you would come alongside them as well and help them see what it is that you gave them over the years. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, after all that, I know you're like, Robbie, where are we going? Well, here's where we're going. I want to hear your giant killer story. Perhaps it was your own high-mindedness that got killed. <laughs> like me, you happen to be the guy in the Cadillac. We'd love to hear it. 866 348 truth We got tickets to the movie Little Boy to give away to everybody that calls into the well. We got 10 sets for the, for the first 10 callers. You call in with your giant killer story, 866-348-7884. We got tickets to Little Boy. You're going to hear the trailer to that movie when we come back. Stay tuned. I'm not a midget. Let's just say you're a Little boy. Little boy. Everybody's bigger than me. I got you covered, okay? Because we're partners. You're going to war. Yes. Why can't we stay together? I don't want you to go. The enemy has infiltrated the USA. Is my husband dead or alive? We don't know, man. If we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain. You need to stop this nonsense. Stop an eight-year-old boy from thinking that he can do something to help his dad? Want to move a mountain? There's one. Go ahead. Move it. 
Don't measure yourself from here to the floor. Measure yourself from here to the sky. It makes you the tallest boy in town. Little boy, this movie is opening all over the country, and we are so excited because we have tickets to give away to every, well, to the first 10 callers today on the Christian Car Guy Show, so we're hoping you can do that. We are looking for your little boy story, so to speak, that story where you slew the giant. Maybe you did that with your <laughs> rambler up against the Cadillac. Or maybe God slew you in some way like I discussed in the Joshua story that I gave just shortly. Which, by the way, all that is at ChristianCarGuy.com. We have this wonderful website. The Christian Car Guy Show is bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. And we use the website for things like all our God stories, which you'll find there, including the story I just told on Joshua, as well as any of the stories that I tell on the Christian Car Guy Show, you'll always find there, as well as the Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor for single moms and widows. Um, It's where they... Uh, we we get the don the labor donated, but the uh, participants have to pay for the parts, and we have a, a network of, of folks that do that across the country. And if you go to the Jesus Labor Love page at ChristianCarGuy.com, there you can just see all these uh, service centers that are volunteering their labor. So what a great place for you to take your cars to godly people that are doing that. So when we get to this section here in a minute of slaying the giants of taking your car in for service, you already know ahead of time that these are godly folks if they are obviously participating in this program. But I did want to mention again, last week we had this mother that was involved in domestic violence, had to leave her house, and in doing so, she lost her place to stay, she lost her car, and a church has come alongside her and really helped her, but she still has the need of a car that was donated to her to be repaired. And she doesn't even have the money for the parts. And so we asked last week, that, that someone, or if God put it on your heart, to give to this lady's need. We don't have any <laughs> costs with a Jesus labor love. There's no administration cost, so every dime you give will go straight to this lady that we're talking about. It's the only lady that we're currently asking for funds for, and if you decide to do that, we would appreciate it very much. You can go to the ChristianCarGuy.com, of course, and there you can see how you can donate easily or you can just send a check to the Jesus Labor Love 238 Sara Lane, S-A-U-R-A Lane, in Winston-Salem, 27107. So we always appreciate that, and we certainly want to hear your stories because we have those tickets to give away. They're sitting there for you to go see that amazing, amazing movie, Little Boy. And I know that you slay. I mean, there was a time you maybe you're in like me. You're in a little gremlin, and you pulled upside somebody and and – you know, we're not talking about speeding, but somehow or another, you showed them what your car had. You know, you slew, you slew the giant. What did that look like? 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Well, getting on to slaying the giant of bringing your car in for service <laughs> recently at the radio station here. I, I, I worked for the radio station, and they had the airbag light come on in one of their vans. And so they took it to the nearby franchise new car dealer for repairs and little did they know (laughs) the can of worms that they would open up by asking the wrong questions and so since i saw the whole thing i said what an opportunity to all of us to learn from what happened here well being very careful when they took it in to get an estimate on the airbag you know that was good they they want to be careful so they said now be sure and tell us how much is it going to be to do that and oh by the way while it's here why don't you check everything else on the van and see if there's anything else it needs And, oh, oh, be sure and check the brakes. They added that in for just good measure. 
Well, what resulted with that just seems like simple things to ask and something that may anybody would ask. It resulted in a $2,200 laundry list that the dealership came back with, which naturally just floored the managers here at the station. And when they declined all the repairs that were all sorts of things like fuel system clean and oh my word. Well, after they declined it, there was still nearly a $200 bill for the so-called 13-point inspection. And plus, they charged them extra to check the, uh, apparently in the 13 points, the brakes weren't involved in that. So they, they, they charged them extra to check the brakes. Yikes, if you can imagine. So when you listen to that story, the question is, where did they go wrong? And perhaps more importantly, where did the dealer go wrong? Because, you know, they lost a customer for life. And so I'm hoping we all can learn from this. I spent some time in service when I was in the car business for 40 years, and I, I can see kind of what happened on both sides of this equation, and the whole thing just breaks my heart because it, it's a matter of a gigantic misunderstanding in a lot of levels. So if you take your vehicle in for any repair or service, the number one thing that the service advisor needs to identify, and what you need to identify the service advisor is what's the primary complaint? What's the main reason that you're bringing it there? And, and you know, in this case, it was the airbag light. And so the way to, to word that is to say, hey, I, I need to know what's going on. Because there's these things in car business ease called the three C's. And I'm going to explain them to you just to help one understand what I'm talking about. The three C's are cause, complaint, and correction. And you see, many times the customer will decide what the cause of their complaint is. And in doing so, they're actually setting themselves up. So like saying... I think I need to replace my water pump. Well, that is not what the real complaint is. It's leaking antifreeze is the complaint. You see, and by the way, you tell them that I need, you need to replace the water pump. You may end up with a new water pump, but that wasn't what it was actually leaking as it turns out to be. Or you'll say, my air conditioning is, 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 is leaking. I think I need a new whatever. Or the, the, the car won't start. I need a new battery. And so rather than give the, the service advisor the complaint, you're giving them what you think the cause is, and it's their job to do the diagnosis. And so by understanding that as the customer, it's our responsibility just to tell them what's going wrong, because when we go diagnosing it, then all of a sudden we can start paying for things we don't need to. So we got plenty of time to win little boy tickets, and we want to hear your slaying the giant story, please. We got a whole half a show to go. Call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com for all this information. Now we're doing 110. This certainly was a race. For a rambler to pass a caddy would be a big disgrace. The guy must have wanted to pass me out as he kept on tooting his horn. I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn. Beep, 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 beep. His arm went beep, beep, beep. Now we're doing 120 as fast as I could go. The rambler pulled alongside of me as if we're going slow. The fellow rolled down his window and yelled for me to hear. Hey, buddy, how can I get this car out of second gear? We are slaying the giants today on the Christian Car Guys show. Maybe it was a Cadillac and... Maybe it was your Cadillac and you were a little high-minded. How did that work out in your life? We would love to hear. We got tickets to the movie Little Boy, which is right along the lines of high-mindedness. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We want to hear your story. And, of course, just to make another point on the slaying the giant of taking your car in for service, 
you know, one of the things that, that, that you shouldn't really need to ask is for them to check other parts of the car because really they will do that for free. They want to sell you the other things that you need. So when you ask them to check out a car, unless you're bringing it there for an actual, you're going to buy a used car and you want them to check it out under those mess issues. When they're doing the, in this case, the, um, the airbag light, they would normally check the car for other things that they may need because they're going to try to sell the labor. But we have Kirk, who is in Winston-Salem. He has uh, a giant story for us. He's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Kirk, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Oh, we lost Kirk. But the good news is we got Linda is in Salt Lake City. Linda, you're on hey. the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got I for haven't us? talked to you in a while, Robbie. I called you oh, a couple of times years past. In fact, you guys did a dramatized story about my testimony. I remember. Yes. yes. It's been a Linda, while. How are you, Linda? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, but your story this morning sure convicted me, reminded me of my own story a few years back, uh, many years back, actually. It started um, when I was a teenager. Um, my younger sister and I were in a home with, uh, my mom had married many men through the years. I mean, altogether, there were eight of them. Well, this particular man, when I was 14 and my sister was seven, was very abusive and in many ways. But I was charged with taking care of my little sister because my mom worked, you know, a full-time job. And so it was my job to get her up, get her dressed, and get her to school. Well, she was very rebellious, and she would sit on the side of the bed and whine and cry, and, and I just resented her a lot. I resented... Um, having to, you know, be responsible for her and and take her to school. And she would make sure when I would get close to my school, we had to walk right by my school to get to her school, she would throw a tantrum there on the corner and embarrass me in front of oh, all my, my friends. <laughs> so I was very resentful of her. And I thought I'd gotten over that through the years. And, of course, years later, I'd come to the Lord. And she grew up to be a rebellious teenager got into drugs and many things in a in a you know um lifestyle that was not too good and through the years I tried witnessing to her and I and I um prayed for her and I but you know deep down I just couldn't understand what is the matter with her why is she doing this why is she acting if she would just get it together and so I was praying these very self-righteous prayers you know if she could just be more like me <laughs> and um anyway one morning God really convicted me. Even though I wasn't saying anything outwardly to her, my whole, you know, attitude inwardly was very judgmental and self-righteous. And so as I was praying for her one morning, uh, God just really convicted me. And he showed me that little girl, I hope I can get through this, sitting on the side of the bed whining. And he showed me that, Linda, you weren't the only one being abused. She was being abused, too. And he let me see her in a different light. And I really, really repented that day and said, God, I am so sorry. Please give me a chance with her. And as soon as my attitude changed and my heart changed, she accepted Jesus as her oh. Lord and Savior, and he totally transformed her life. So um, anyway, your story this morning kind of reminded me of that, although it wasn't anything like it, but it was <laughs> kind of the self-righteous oh, it's, attitude it's, it, but it, that is so cool and on so many different levels, Linda, because I know of there's probably lots of folks listening right now that have a sibling 
issue that they just have struggled with over the years. And I pray that that um, your story would be a testimony of how God is alive and well. And he so wants to get in there, but sometimes our own attitude is the, is the blocker. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> so, you, you know, that is a precious, precious, courageous thing, um, you calling and sharing that. And, and uh, I pray that many, um, that God will help us all to see that, that there's something else going on so often in these things that we think, you know, how come they can't get it straight? There, mm-hmm. There's a part that... Um, that we just don't understand. God bless you. I appreciate you so much for, for oh. listening and for and for joining in today. Okay, well, thank you, Bobby. Thank you. And, and that movie, by the way, is awesome, and I know you're going to enjoy it, and I know it's playing in Salt Lake City, so you'll get to yes, see it. Yes, it is. <laughs> God bless you. Well, now I bet you got a story that you want to share, and we would love to hear that. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. We can get your tickets. Kurt, you can call back. You know, we'd love to hear the story. I got all ready to hear Kurt's story, and then he, he, we lost him. So maybe he was on a cell phone, got disconnected. We would love for you to call back, 866-348-7884. Well, let's get back. Some folks are probably just tuning in, and they don't know what we're talking about. Slaying the Giants today. Slaying the Giants of high-mindedness, perhaps, or in the case of if you got to take your car in for the service, a lot of times you may feel totally intimidated. Like I don't know anything about cars and they're going to start throwing all these terms at me and what can I do and what can I say and how can I learn to trust these people and all that's going on with that. And so I'm hoping to help you out some today because it really is the lifeblood of a service relationship is the communication between the service advisor and the customer. And, and it works on both ends. But one of the things that, that we were talking about is if you go in there and you just tell them, I want to check, have you check everything and tell me everything that's wrong, you can end up with this very long, very long um, laundry list. And my suggestion to you there, if, they, if that happens to you, which I'm hoping that service advisors all realize that you can't just hit somebody with a $2,200 laundry list. you got to prioritize it for folks somehow. And if, if, the, if the service advisor needs some help, why not help him say, can you give me some priorities on this? What needs to be done right this minute? Like if I don't do this, it's going to cost me a fortune. And what can I do a little bit later? So if, if the service advisor isn't coming forthright with an idea of prioritizing those things, maybe you can help them do it for you by saying, what have I got to do right now? Um, and it's going to cost me an arm and a leg if I don't. And what are the things that you would say that I could do later? And, and can you give me an idea of what's important? And as you begin to ask them to teach you, then the next thing you know, everybody, the reason that they got up in the morning to be a service advisor really not, is not to slip people's throats. They're, they're doing that because they want to help people. That's a hard job. And, and sometimes they just need a little help along the way to say, can you help me out and kind of give me a priority of what it is that you're talking about? And in doing so, you can slay a giant right there. And we got Lisa who has a giant story for us. I'm anxious to hear it. Lisa, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Where are you calling from, Lisa? Hi, I'm calling from Seattle. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Way out there early this morning. Very early. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us? Well, uh, my playing the giant story is a flat tire in a busy strip mall, and oh, I was wow. wearing a white dress. Um, and I was with my little son. He was about five years old at the time. And we got out of the car, and he looked at that flat tire, and he says, Mom, we got to call for help. And I said, oh, no, I know how to change the tire. So I got the jack out of the trunk and got the donut out of the trunk. And I'm, 
I'm wiggling around down there on the ground with with all these dirty things in my white dress, and and my son was horrified. And he says, "Mom, you have to get help." And I said, "No, I know how to change the tire." <laughs> so so I finished changing the tire. A, a man came by and said, "Can I help you?" And I said, "Oh no, I got it." And uh, we drove away, and and my little son was quiet for a long time. <laughs> and I just thought it was neat that that he could see that, you know, mommies can change tires, too. Wow. That's right. <laughs> and you can. Yeah. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I did a video a few years ago when my daughter was like 12, showing her changing a spare tire. Awesome. <laughs> so that you could see that even if you're of little strength, because those lug nuts can be hard to turn, there are techniques and things that you can learn about changing tires. And, and you bring up a wonderful point that for fathers, mothers everywhere, is why not take our children, one of the things, to show them how to check your oil, how to change a tire, all those things that they may find themselves up against because, you know, I don't want my daughter out there in a dark place where she's going to rely on somebody for help where she wouldn't really need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what my dad said. He taught me how to change a tire when I was about 12. So. No. That is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Empower people. (laughs) Thank you for calling in, Lisa. Enjoy the movie, little boy. You can win tickets by calling us with your story, 866-348-7884. we got George coming up right after the break. He's got a story for us, and we want to hear yours. 866-348-7884. Call us. Let's just say you're a little boy. Little boy. Little boy. (laughs) Everybody's bigger than me. I got you covered, okay? Because we're partners. You're going to war. Yes. Why can't we stay together? I don't want you to go. The enemy has infiltrated the USA. Is my husband dead or alive? We don't know, ma'am. If we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain. You need to stop this nonsense. Stop an eight-year-old boy from thinking that he can do something to help his dad? You want to move a mountain? There's one. Go ahead. Move it. Don't measure yourself from here to the floor. Measure yourself from here to the sky. It makes you the tallest boy in town. It is coming, or is already in your area, probably, showing in theaters everywhere, and we're giving away tickets today on the Christian Car Guy Show for the first 10 that called in with their little boy story, the story where they slayed the giant, or Whatever your call may be, somebody may have a question about a car or a situation with their service, we'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And we're also talking about how can we slay the giant of what do we say to our service advisor when we go in for service. And a couple other points I want to make quickly is you always want to set clear expectations with that person. Even if they may not be setting them with you, help them out and say, well, you know, do you have some idea what that's going to cost before you just tell them to go do something? And how long is how long might that take? And that brings up another issue real quick. If you can help it, don't wait on your car. 
I, I realize for an oil change or something like that, it's normal. But if you're going to take your car in for service, you put a lot of pressure on everybody when you wait. And things, when they're done quickly, can cause issues all over the place. And then, you know, everybody's expectations cannot be met under those circumstances. So if you can arrange for somebody to drop you off or get a ride or something along those lines, always better to not wait if you can possibly do it. It puts a lot of pressure on everybody involved. But we got George's in Durham's got a question for us. George, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. What you got for me? I just got a car question. Uh, I have an old five Chrysler Sebring, and I want to start it up. It hasn't been running starting for about two and a half years. I got to put a battery in it. Can you give me any suggestions of what to do for how to, what I can do to prep it and get it ready to start or what problems I might run into? Well, actually, uh, I'll tell you a story. My father um, came across a 1938 Nash that had been sitting in a garage yeah. for 20-some-odd years and unstarted with a bad battery, all four tires flat, whatever. And really, yeah. all we had to do, we put the battery in it and and cranked it with the gas that had been in there for 20 years. And uh, it was fine. And so, you know... It, the turning of the engine is going to build some oil pressure. Of course, you want to make sure it has oil. You want to make sure that it has, you know, all its fluids. But I would say once you put the battery in it, let it go. But, you know, you might check some other sources. But that's that was my experience. And certainly I, I've i started a lot of cars that have been sitting for years because a lot of times I, the people ask me to go appraise them. And I never I never had an issue. Yeah, I I thought that you know perhaps you would tell me to change the oil or change the trans change all the oils. Or I'm going to check the, uh, the the wiring stuff like that. But other than that, just start it up, huh? Yeah, that's what I. That's me. If it yeah. starts to make a noise or something, shut it down real quick and find out what you got going on. But it should just crank. Okay, they're, they're great I cars. I love an 05 Chrysler Sebring. Uh, I think it's going to do good for you. Thank you, George. God bless you. Appreciate okay. you calling. Bye bye. All right, we got um, Angela is in Burlington. She's got a giant story for us. Angela, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my story is somewhat similar to your story of Joshua, except my story has a little girl named Elizabeth. Oh. Uh, I have in my hand a. Uh, page from a journal I wrote in April 17th, 1975. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and I had uh, just graduated from uh, a community college with a degree in early childhood education. My first job was working in a school for children with developmental disabilities. And Elizabeth has cerebral palsy, and I'd just like to share with you real quickly what I wrote about Elizabeth. Please. I, I first met Elizabeth last December. Elizabeth requires the aid of a walker. I felt compelled to do as much for her as I could. But after about a week of this, Elizabeth anticipated my moves and countered with, let me show you how I can do this by myself. She helped me realize that I was doing all these things for her because I felt, quote, sorry for her. I also realized that I was denying her the right to be an independent, creative individual. And uh, I've met many people over the years since 
I wrote that. But I've never felt sorry for them, and I've learned to watch for the small victories because they because they look small to us, but for these people who are fighting every day, they are big, big <laughs> victories. And uh, I've never forgotten Elizabeth, and she. I didn't slay the giant. The Lord slayed that for me in <laughs> in meeting Elizabeth. Isn't that cool? And I, God bless you, Angela, and and that God put you on the path of education so that you could be taught like me. <laughs> right, right. But I'll never, I'll never forget. I guess Elizabeth was maybe ten or eleven years old at the time, and she just very lovingly, very caringly, just just let me show you how I can do that. Well, that's a, and, that's a uh, great story. Thank you so much. And I, while you're listening, I would say to all our listeners, you know, you may have heard something on today's show. I know I did that you want to hear again, and you can always go to christiancarguy.com and listen to the podcast. Like Angela, if you got somebody that you would want to hear you on radio, whatever, just send them to christiancarguy.com. That podcast will be up there in a couple hours and, and people can list, listen whenever it's convenient for them. Thank you so much for calling in today. God bless you. I'm so grateful for that story. That's amazing. God bless you. Thank you. Wow. I've heard some stuff today. <laughs> the Christian Car Guy show makes me want to cry. But um, I, I, the Joshua story is there in writing at, at ChristianCarGuy.com as well as the Jesus Labor Love Links. We talked about that. And it, we also have a, a, a page there called Ask an Expert. So, you know, if you got a question like, should I start this car like, like George had, or a situation like that, there are people that are a lot smarter than me that are on that Ask an Expert page. And please feel free to go to them and ask a similar question. Or or you're welcome to ask me. If you go to Ask an Expert, all my regulars, uh, Jerry, our Christian body shop guy. Um, we got several mechanics that are there. We have Bob up from 109 U Pull It. Always a joy to talk to in any circumstances. We're all there at Ask an Expert page at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now, a couple of the things that I was going to say about taking your car in for service before we, we close out, because that is a giant, I know, for a lot of folks who are facing it. it, it after you get the expectations set, um, like, you know, about how long is this going to take, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but often they have no idea. But make yourself very available. In other words, give them a way to get up with you, a phone number, if you can't be reached by phone, email something so that when they have a need of you, they can get a response quickly. Because when that car is sitting with a mechanic working on it, it's kind of like taking up very valuable space. So being very available for them is a really good way to keep that relationship going. Well, I certainly want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Um, what a blessing today. Let's be praying for those mothers out there who may be hurting, but mothers everywhere, that God would support them and maybe continue to teach us on the things that our children can teach us as well as what we can teach our children. I am so excited about having my mother's Mother's Day. So uh, those of us who have them, let's, let's appreciate that and be praying. Again, thank you so much for listening to Christian Car Guy Show. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years.